and happy hump day. Today is Wednesday, otherwise known as hump day because we are getting over the hump of the traditional work week. So this is Happy Hump Day Podcast. I am Janelle Marie, founder and executive director of the STD Project. Today we are going to talk about why talking about having an STD is healing. A lot of people think I'm a little bit crazy for speaking out loud and sharing my picture, my, my likeness, my name, along with the fact that I am living with genital herpes. I've also previously had HPV and vaginitis, and I talk about those in detail as well as scabies um, a little bit more throughout the website, of course. But today I'm talking about specifically why I share that. And previously I had talked about why I came out and decided to start sharing that, but then I wanna delve into the actual psychology behind storytelling. One of the foundations for the STD project is that storytelling base. We have a couple of different ways in which people share their stories on the STD project. Not only do we have the traditional STD interviews where the interviewer, whoever has is living with an STD or someone who has loved someone with an STD, they answer a series of questions. The questions are the same for everyone, so people can get kind of a baseline of who the individual is and where they're coming from. And then we ask them specifically about their experience and what STD they're living with or what STD they have contracted. That's our traditional STD interview format. Then we also have freeform storytelling, whereas someone who enjoys writing or doesn't like the parameters and um, maybe feels like the interview questions could stifle their storytelling or what they want to share with our community, then they can actually submit their story, however it is that they want to share that story, portray their message to others in hopes of helping helping other people who are in the same situation. And then we've had some people do a hybrid where they like to answer the questions and then they also go into a longer storytelling at the end. The last question in the STD interviews leaves, it's very open-ended and leaves an opportunity for someone to really add more. So sometimes that's been done in two parts. We have a variety of stories and what's really great about those is I get so much positive responses, and sometimes they responses even break people's heart, but the, the response is overwhelmingly, wow, that really impacted me, I totally understand how that individual's feeling, or I've been there, and it helps produce that empathy that otherwise is missing. Storytelling has long been used, it was actually used in pre-literate societies as a way to share history and traditions and a way to learn and pass down knowledge from one to from one generation to the next because they didn't have books like we have and computers and all of these knowledge sharing resources so they had to share that knowledge and to kind of grow and learn from one another and the only way in which they could do that was via storytelling and i think quite frankly the reason they did that via storytelling as opposed to just fact sharing is that it's actually been been proven and researched that individuals retain more information when you can put that in the form of a story and when you can share. There are actually different parts of our brain that get activated when we elicit storytelling. And so instead of just that informative section, 
being stimulated and retaining that information, you actually incorporate the motor section when you're talking about movements and stories, and it incorpor incorporates your entire body thinking about this story, and I think that's that really plays into why that gets retained. So we used to do this years and years ago. Societies did this as a way to learn from one another. Going forward, there's even more benefits to this. Now, keep in mind, even though I'm talking about the ways in which we share stories on the STD project and why this is a really big foundation for the website, there are different ways in which you can which you can work on your healing process and which you can share your story too. I don't actually think everyone has to share their story publicly. And of course, most of the people who've done interviews, there have been some who have chosen not to be anonymous, but then others have chosen to be anonymous and that's fine. We never share anyone's information and we actually get rid of the contact information after that initial contact to get the answers to their questions when they submit them. But we, on purpose, do very little communicating back and forth unless the individual has additional questions or wants to have a conversation privately via email, then we're happy to conversate. But we wanna make this as comfortable and as, as not awkward as possible for individuals. So, but the other way in which you could do this, if you don't feel like necessarily sharing your story on the STD project or sharing your story on another website, you can write your story down. And the benefit to writing your story or even say it in the shower, talk about it out loud in the shower. All of these different ways, whether you write it, whether you speak it, or if you tell it to a friend, maybe you wanna tell a friend or a family member, or you join a social support group and you wanna tell them. All of these different modes, these storytelling put you and get you past that initial stage of denial. We talked about a couple of podcasts previously, and then I've talked about this on the website as well. The stages that people go through naturally, there are four different stages when someone gets diagnosed with an STI, whether it's a long-term or a curable STI, and that initial stage is shock and embarrassment, shame and denial. That helps you move through that. And that second stage also encompasses a little bit of that denial. So doing that storytelling is a healing component. It helps you move through those because either whether you're saying it out loud, whether you're writing it on paper and then burning it, it's out there, it's out into the world and you've had to at least register that this is happening and take ownership for what is actually occurring within your body. And even if something happened to you, someone cheated on you, whatever, it's coming to terms with what is actually going on so that you can move forward. It's kind of funny when I was uh, divorced, my mom did this and I thought about it when before I was preparing for this podcast. She, we had pictures of course from when I had gotten married and our wedding photos and she had had them on the wall and whatever and I guess later I wasn't there when she did this that day I wasn't living with her at the time but she apparently took all of the photos of my ex and I and stood outside and burned them she was crying because the relationship was really abusive and they had watched me go through this and it was really painful for my parents to have to watch me go through a divorce and um, that affects the whole family right so she took all of those pictures and burned them in the bonfire pit out back and she cried but afterwards, she told me she felt so much better, like a huge weight had been lifted off of her shoulders. She could move on. She wasn't angry anymore. She wasn't frustrated. And she felt better. And that's the idea. That's the idea behind this storytelling, whether you do it privately and secretly and never share it with anyone else or whether you want to share it with someone. Keep in mind, too, that fourth stage 
in that healing process. We're skipping through them today because that's not the focal point of this conversation, but that fourth stage is advocacy, whereas uh, sharing with somebody else and helping others so that other people don't necessarily have to go through some of that hardship or turmoil, or it's a little bit easier for them when they do and they understand that they're not alone. That's that fourth stage. So doing that might mean that you're actually really to that healing point and you're working through it yourself too, which is a great sign. But if you're not there and you're even writing it on paper and going outside and burning it, it's a great process. This is why you also see stories in advertisements on TV because they know that stories get to people, that stories elicit an empathy and an understanding and you can relate to it on an emotional level as opposed to just a logical, this makes sense or here are the facts level. It really helps us understand the complexities in social life and that storytelling component helps us relate to one another and you're likely to remember all of the information a lot more when you add that storytelling. So if you're intending on helping other people via your story, that's a great way to do it because they're likely to remember it if you put it in story form as opposed to, well, this is how you contract something and this is how you avoid contracting something. When you can add that story component, if you're comfortable doing it, it really does help reach other people. And that's what we're doing. That's why I'm sharing my story out in the open in hopes of eliciting some empathy and understanding from others and to make sense really out of my life and other people's lives and other people who are going through the same thing to make sense out of that process so that we can relate to one another. It makes it a whole lot easier. It's therapeutic, it's healing, and it challenges the ideas about yourself and your situation by putting it out loud, speaking about it, putting it on paper, talking out loud in the shower, telling a friend, saying, doing an STD interview or a short story form on the STD project, it's all very beneficial. So there's my public service announcement for the day, but I really think that that's beneficial to keep in mind and when you're there and ready to do it and to start talking out loud and to saying, this is what's going on, this is my story and I'm ready to move forward. I can take ownership of what has gone on and where I'm at presently and then be responsible for yourself and in, in your in your healing process and be a part of that be actively engaged as opposed to getting stuck in that stage one or stage two for as long as I did years ago I just would have loved to have had some encouragement as I am encouraging you today so yeah feel free to let us know if you'd like to share your story if you'd like to come on a podcast and chat with us that would be great too we can do that anonymously or you can share who you are it's all up to you we want this to be a comfortable open and very safe space for you to help yourself and to help healing to help healing occur so thanks for listening today next week stay tuned we are going to talk about std awareness month and what you can do things you can do during std awareness month and all year long to promote std awareness education and acceptance and these can be things without necessarily telling someone you have an STD, or if you don't have an STD, they can be active things that you can participate in all year long and during the month of April, which is our one-year anniversary, as well as STD Awareness Month. So stay tuned for that, and thanks for listening, everyone. <laughs>